Galaxy Lights, Coachella, Lightning Bolt Necklaces. 2023 was the year of Scandaval. On March 3rd, one cheating scandal launched a reality TV investigation that generated hundreds of conspiracy theories, thousands of podcast episodes, and millions of dollars in revenue. I'm Jody Walker, host of An American Scandaval. One retrospective story told in three salacious parts. Listen December 26th on the Ringer Reality Feed. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea and discover a berry delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car, Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. All right, at least I don't do crystal meth in the bathroom all night long. That's my opinion! He will never emotionally fulfill you. Because I don't want to be a part of it. Go to sleep, go to sleep! Close your legs to married men, trash box. I'll tell you how I'm doing, not well, bitch. Who gonna check me, boo? Welcome to Morally Corrupt, the Tuesday edition. This is the first Morally Corrupt of the new year of 2024. I am Chelsea Sirk Jones, joined as always with Zach Peter. Zach, how was your holiday? We've been off the last two weeks. How was your holiday? They were great. Christmas was great. New Year's was great. I kind of like phoned it in for New Year's and I didn't I didn't last. I, I was asleep <laughs> through most of it. But no, it was good. The year started off strong. I saw that we were a top charting podcast, you know, a lot thanks to our Scandaval recaps that I know we were doing. So yes. milestones coming into the New Year strong. Yes, we're going to keep that momentum strong. We, yeah, thanks guys for listening to Ring of Reality over the holidays. We were number one on the Spotify charts for TV and film, as Zach mentioned, in large part because of the American Scandaval, which if you have not listened to that podcast yet, you are missing out. It is hilarious. Jody Walker killed it. And if you think you know the ins and outs of Scandaval, like I know I know the ins and outs of Scandaval, you will still enjoy this podcast. It brings something new. It's like a, a fresh take on 
this big scandal that happened in 2023. And it comes just in time for the new season of Vanderpump Rules. So you could listen to it, get refreshed on the drama. So you're ready for season 11, which comes at the end of this month. I cannot wait. And then we also had a really great end of the year recap with Rachel Lindsay and Gibson Johns. It was so fun. Their chemistry was really cute together. And they hit a lot of talking points that happened in 2023. So if you're behind on those, we don't blame you. We know life's busy, but go ahead and, and take a little listen and, and get caught up because they're all really good. It's such great content. And we're going to continue to bring great content in 2024, starting with this recap episode. Yeah. <laughs> so let's just dive in. So you guys, we were off the last couple of weeks. I was on vacation, the holidays, et cetera, et cetera. So we're still going to talk Southern Charm, season nine, episode 14, playing house. We're going to hit some of the brief bullet points because overall the episode was kind of a dud, but the beginning of it was was high energy, high stakes drama. So drama. We're gonna kick off with that, and it starts off with Taylor getting in front of the group and saying, "You know, I don't know what else I could do. I've done all that I can. Why can't we just put this to bed?" And Olivia's like, "This ain't going to bed, girlfriend. Like you lied to me." <sighs> This is unacceptable. One time. One time. What scoreboard are you keeping? <laughs> I loved I loved Olivia in this. Like she finally woke up and like was like, look, I am done with this bullshit. You guys have been trying to to stream me along and I've been, you know, really ladylike about all of this, but now it's time for me to drop the hammer and I'm not standing up. I'm not going to lay down while you guys keep doing this. What did you think of just this interaction? I mean, I loved that we were finally getting this moment. I feel mm -hmm. like Olivia has been, it's been building up inside of her for so long and she's just tired of everybody else wanting to just brush it under the rug and move on and move forward from it without like really giving her, because I don't think she had a chance to really process this because she yeah. was going through the loss of her brother. And so she didn't really, I, I think she was just caught up in her grief rather than dealing with the situation. And now it's finally come to light. And yeah, Taylor, it's not going to be that easy to just move on from, especially now that it's leaked page six and now it's out there for everyone to talk about. Yeah, I was listening to an interview that Olivia did on a podcast and she was basically saying that where it was like, watching the show back for her has been really strange because she's just like wanting to shake herself and be like, Oh my God, wake up. Like she just felt like she was letting everything go because she was in that grief, you know, fog. And so it definitely all came to a head in Jamaica at this final dinner. I I'm curious because, and I feel like this is going to be a theme on Scandival too with like, yes, you can make a mistake such as cheating or whatever, and that, you know, people can move on from it. However, for me, like with Scandival, like what Tom did, if I were Sheena and we're going to see this whole Sheena thing, you know, trickle down in, in the season. But like, not only did you betray my best friend, but you also betrayed my trust. And yeah. therefore, I don't think I could be friends with you again. And similarly with Olivia and Taylor, it's like, you betrayed my trust. And and 
I think Vanita pointed like Taylor's like I lied just because this one thing and and Vanita's like it's a pretty big thing like it's not yeah. like you you talked you gossiped about me or you you said a, a tiny little secret about me that I wanted to yeah. keep private like you you betrayed my trust and you lied to me over several months about this like to me this is a character flaw and I don't know if I can move forward as a friend. Yes. Raquel said the same thing. Remember when there was Uh the finale? It it was the finale. (laughs) And she's sitting there with Tom and she's just like, they want, or no, maybe it was in the the reunion. But there was a moment where Raquel's like, they're trying to make us out to be like these serial liars when like we only lied about one thing. It's like, yeah, a seven month affair. Like, what do you mean? Uh, One thing that also, yeah, was happened multiple, multiple, multiple times. And just the levels of deception and betrayal that like you kept going yes by keeping that one secret like there were so many other layers that came out of that one secret yeah and so for me it's like yeah Taylor you lied and again to Olivia's point not just one time there was multiple times in which you lied to me in which the story has changed and evolved several times in which now that I found out about this and I I just don't think that I could ever trust you again. And for you to be surprised by that is baffling to me. (laughs) Yeah. It's really strange. And then, so then Shep tries to, you know, get involved and he kind of is, he's working the fence, working like, you know, of being on Taylor's side. Like he's trying to give Taylor advice through this, like coach her through it of like how to smooth things over with Olivia, but also in the same breath he is trying to get olivia to kind of get over it like diminish it and you know olivia's like just because you've chosen to forgive her and be weird like i'm not gonna do that and you can't control how i feel and react to all of this too yeah it is a very strange dynamic to see shep's navigation of it and to Mm -hmm. see olivia's navigation but like i get again just because everybody else wants to move on nobody else was affected as deeply as Olivia was affected because she still was close to Taylor. And she, I mean, I guess was like not on bad terms with Austin, right? Were they on bad terms coming into the new season? Olivia and, and Austin, yeah, they were. Oh yeah, because the party was odd, that first yeah, party at. Yeah, 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 she was like not happy with him. I mean, I, I don't know. I just, I think it's not like, the people need to give Olivia her moment and let her feel her feelings because her friend you know, did kind of betray her in this really big way that, you know, I don't think everybody else, Shep included, because I think Shep was so dissociated from his relationship with Taylor and is so used to just giving Austin a pass all the time. And he just doesn't like confrontation that he just doesn't want to face it. Yeah. You know, who is on Olivia's side and all this, who does love the drama, it is Craig and it is Madison. Yes. They <laughs> they are here to get storylines together. They are here to bring forth the drama to make sure the conversation keeps going. When yep. like and and I appreciate that about them. And I do think at least in some ways it it is genuine. Like I do think Madison's like this is fucked up. Like and out of all people that's getting away with it, it's again 
Austin. And I think yeah. Craig too is like, not that he wants to put it to bed, but he, I think towards the end, he's like, Taylor, this could be salvaged. You just need to, and, and Taylor didn't want to hear it. So yeah. I, I do think they had good intentions, but they live for the drama, honey. <laughs> that they do. <laughs> they live for the drama. I love it. And that's what makes this show, like you need those players in the game in order for the show to be as good as it is. And they always deliver the fact, like, Craig just being like such a straight white bro and him being just like so messy and into all the drama. I live for it. I live for it too. And so, you know, Olivia's whole point in this is that she believes that Taylor and Austin hooked up, that it was like, it wasn't just a kiss. It was full on intercourse. (laughs) And so she says this, and this is when Taylor and even Austin, this is when Austin, decides to chime in and they start yelling at her. Like, of course I didn't like blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, well, why should she believe you now? Yeah. You know, and they're kind of, especially Austin making her seem crazy for having these beliefs. And this is when Madison jumps in and is like, no, 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 no. What we're not going to do is have you guys both gang up on her when she's the hurt one in this situation. And Austin doesn't like this. Austin does not like Madison coming in against him. He calls her a clown, says she's always going to be a mess, all these things. And then he tells her to shush. And JT, I gotta say, like, at first, at the beginning of the season, I wasn't really fucking with JT. I was like, he's a little bit of a tryhard. Like, I don't know how I could get down with him. But he has proven throughout the season to be quite the gentleman, especially yeah. when it comes to standing up for these ladies amongst yeah. these group of horrible men. And he comes in again and is like, why are you shushing her? Like, like she's a child. Stop talking. And throughout this, he's like, Austin, you, you can't be talking to women and dealing with women like this. This is you, like, it's not gentle, gentlemanly. Yeah. Listen, JT finally clocked in. He knew when to hit his mark and he did. I think, you know, him and Madison were really just trying to be a voice of reason because Taylor, you know, and she's like, we didn't sleep together. What do you want me to lie? You want me to admit that we did something? It's like, well, all you're good at is lying. Remember when you said hand to Bible, nothing has ever happened between me and Austin. You're a fucking liar. Like what, <laughs> and you you're such a fucking Lord liar, Camille. It, girl. <laughs> yeah. You brought Jesus into Jesus was like, I didn't want anything to do with this. <laughs> Keep my name out your mouth. Yes. Um, but you know, Madison does give credit to to Taylor for being the one to stand up and say something and and notes that Austin isn't going to do it, which he doesn't. He hides behind these two women fighting. And yeah. when, you know, Taylor storms off and then Olivia storms off, that's when JT also is like, yo, like these two girls are fighting over you and you're just sitting there with your, what do you say, your perfect hair or something yeah. like that. <laughs> I was like, is his hair really that perfect? <laughs> It, it does seem well-placed. It does seem like he takes time with it. It's Yeah, it's nice. <laughs> and and Shep says, you know, JT has can calls out bullshit and he stiffs bullshit with Austin. And so this kind of tees up what I think is going to be happening in the finale episode that comes out this oh, week. This of, week, yeah. Yeah, the fight between Austin and JT. Oh, yeah. And I'm here for it. Like, JT is like, he's like one of those little small dogs that have a big bark, you know? And he's not afraid. He's not afraid of the, of the tall Austin Kroll. He's going to get there. He might have um, to step on a stool to get eye to eye with him, but he's he going to do, do it. it. <laughs> he's going to do it. He's going to do it. But before the women storm off, 
Taylor says something that. Oh yeah. Left the group <sighs> in its entire like everyone was speechless, and it is hard to get this group of people to be speechless. So. I think it was Craig who brought up how, you know, you guys were talking about with your families about yeah. how you're going to start dating or thinking about it and stuff like that. And Taylor's like, no, I just spoke to my brother about it. And it's like, that's your family. But anyways, and she goes on to say like, yeah, I spoke to my brother about dating Austin because I love and adore him just as I know. And she points to Olivia just as I know you love and adore your brother. And like, like everyone's, everyone's reaction. It, yeah. It, Bonita it was, was like, Oh no. Like everybody was just like, did that really just come out of her mouth? It was insane. And I will say as much as I just hyped up JT, like I'm going to have to bring him down a notch. Cause he has like, rose colored glasses for Miss Taylor Ann. And he's like, I don't think she, he, he tries to give her the benefit of the doubt in this moment of yeah. like not knowing exactly what she was saying. And I don't think, I, I think she knew what she was saying. I mean, I, I don't think she realized the impact of her words. Right. But I think she was, she was aware of what she was saying is, and she was trying to use it as a point of relation of like, you know, we both care about it. Like your brother's somebody that you care about, you know, the same way I care about my brother and I go to him the same way you go to you. But I don't think she realized like, but he also just died. So and like, she, she can't go to him. Yeah. And like, it just, you know, I don't think those wires connected for Taylor. I don't think her wires connect very often, but it was, it was rough. It was really, it was really, really rough. And, and again, Olivia handled herself in a way that I don't know I could have. I really do not. But Taylor is just, she's upset. She's like, you're calling me. I've never had a friend call me a liar, which you are. Yeah, you lied. You lied. Stop Repeatedly. pretending like you did. <laughs> but she's upset that Olivia calls her a liar, that Olivia says she hates her. And that, you know, Olivia will never believe a word that Taylor says. And that... How can she? Yeah. And that the word hate, she says to Olivia, the word hate is so strong, Olivia. To which Olivia responds in the most savage way possible. Correct. That's why I said it. Yep. <laughs> Good for you. Without skipping a beat, I was like, okay, girl, like, you've come to play. You have yeah. come to play. Finally. Yes. And so they both storm off. Vanita goes and chases after Olivia and her little little heels. I always think about when the women run, like I always consider like what kind of surface they're on. I always like, I was like, Oh, I hope Vanita doesn't slip in those heels. Like, I don't know. Just because that's something that I would think about when I'm walking across the floor. But anyways, and so they both end up in their rooms, which conveniently happen to be right next to each other. Is that right? They're right oh, yeah. next to each other. Yeah. They're right okay. next to each other. Okay. So their rooms are right next to each other. And so Taylor gets on the phone. She FaceTimes her brother who she talks to and loves and adores and retells what happened at dinner from her perspective. And in it, she's complaining. She's like, she's never going to forgive me. Like, I don't get it. Blah, blah, blah. And she's being really, I mean, she's talking on FaceTime. So who knows how loud she's being, but she's upset and animated. And meanwhile, while she's on the phone with her brother, Olivia is in her room, like 
crying and shaking and so upset about Taylor bringing up her brother. And like, why would she do that? How could she do that? And this is when we get the scene of Vanita hugging Taylor or Olivia saying like, that girl is not your friend. I was like really curious, like all season long, I was like, when is that hug coming in? Like, when is that happening? And it happened. (laughs) And so as, as Olivia is, you know, crying and upset, she starts to overhear, she could hear Taylor in the room next door on the phone with her brother. So she goes out on the balcony because that's where Taylor's on her balcony. Olivia goes out onto the balcony and could hear Taylor talking. And what she hears Taylor said, like, I don't even know why she's so mad. They never dated anyway. I don't regret any of this. And you just hear like the annoyance and the disdain in Taylor's voice as she's saying all these things. <sighs> but she's upset because she apologized four times, which now it seems like all those apologies were bullshit since she doesn't regret yeah. any of her actions. Yeah, she's like, I don't regret any of it. I'm yeah. Sorry. So I'm glad Olivia didn't accept your apologies because they weren't fucking real. And yeah. so Olivia is pissed and starts to storm out of her room to enter Taylor's room. And I loved Vanita just being like, oh no, Olivia, please don't. Don't, Olivia, don't. don't." Just like walking in like snail's pace of like, like really not trying to stop (laughs) her from doing (laughs) But like wanting to be like, oh, like let me Let me try, like, no, go, Olivia, go. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, because the other part of her, the subconscious part of her was like, go tell her off. Yeah, this is going to be great TV, girl. And so... Olivia storms into Taylor's room and what she gets in her face and says, talk quieter next time. I can fucking hear you. You fucking bitch. Did she call her a bitch to her face? Yeah. And she turns around and storms off. And honestly, that's all that we need to talk about from this episode. Nothing else really happened. (laughs) But that was a lot. And that was good. Yeah. That was good. That was worth it. It was insane how Taylor, like, I just, Taylor still doesn't get it, you know? And even later in the episode, she like FaceTimes her mom and she's like, you know, everyone's ganging up on me. And like, I just, I don't understand. And I'm just like, this is gonna, the reunion is going to be really interesting. Yeah. I am looking forward to the reunion, which by the way, they revealed the reunion looks this past week. Oh yeah. Everybody ate. I was, was like, oh. Okay, so they all charm. looked really good. They looked I know. great. Even Shep, he Austin had like this interesting. Incredible. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> 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 they all looked good. So yes, as as we said, the finale is going to be this week, and I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait. Cannot wait. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Ice Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea and discover a very delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. 
Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on Cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Now let's move over to Real Housewives of Miami. So we're just going to do a general recap because we've been off for a couple of weeks and just going to talk about the episodes and overall of what we missed. And the two biggest points is Lisa and of course, Dr. Nicole's Mother's Day brunch, which is last this past week's episode, leaving us with like a cliffhanger. So Lisa, you know, she invites all the women out to Palm Beach for a fragrance. She's, she's trying to test out a fragrance or whatever for a perfume line that she's doing. Yeah, because she's doing this like what she's. It's like a Sonia Morgan lifestyle, <laughs> international lifestyle brand style, where like we don't really know what she's doing or how she's paying for this, or I don't even think she even really knows what she's doing. She doesn't even really care. Like, I don't think she had any real contribution to that perfume. I think you're correct <laughs> in your assessment. I think that Lisa is. She really was a woman that was taken care of and did not do anything throughout her marriage to establish any type of personality or career or anything for herself, which I think, you know, is now proving to be detrimental to her in this time and what she really does need to find a way for her to stand on her own two feet. Yeah. And she is struggling, (laughs) clearly. And so on this trip, Again, Lisa can't find, like, she, she'll she find any way to bring up Lenny. Any way to bring him up. Anyway. And it is getting annoying. It's a yeah. lot. Because it's not like... I don't know how Jody does it. I don't know how Jody does it. And she keeps saying that I have no one to talk to. So I'm just like, you know what, Lisa? I'm sure all your rich friends know a good therapist. That's who you need to be having these conversations with because mm-hmm. it's not going anywhere. And she, you know, even when she's doing the perfume sampling thing with Nicole and Adriana, she's just like, I'm, I, I'm not happy. Like, I don't know when I have been happy. And like, yeah, this is, this is the time in which you call up a therapist and you, you work through yeah. these feelings and these emotions because you're clearly not over your divorce, which is fine. Like, understandable you're going through all these litigations and custody hearing and stuff like that like understandable but you need to talk to a professional about this because girlfriend your friends aren't the professionals they've never experienced what you're going through they can't walk you through something like this and your boyfriend's not he should not be your sounding board throughout all this just shouldn't be no I mean, she's putting a lot on this man. Like, not only is he her constant sounding board and her only emotional support system, but then he's also providing for her financially. He's paying half her rent. Like, he, she's really just, like, running him so dry that this is not going to end well. It's not. And it's just, you would think she would learn to not allow herself to be dependent on another man again, Mm. but she hasn't. Clearly not. Clearly not. 
And so, you know, the first, I think it was the first dinner when they were out in Palm Beach, Kiki kind of brings up, you know, you talk about Lenny a lot. Like, we don't need to hear about Lenny all the time. And mm-hmm. Lisa didn't really like or, or receive that well. So, and, you know, we've seen in the previews, Kiki and Lisa kind of going into it. And I think this is where it all kind of starts. And it, I don't think it gets better from here between the two of them. And then when the women go, they went to play cricket, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, you know, <laughs> when the women go and play cricket, they uh, have lunch and question. Mm. Is it weird to have Google alerts on your friends? Yes. It's fucking weird. <laughs> like I have Google alerts on myself, but not on my friends. When Marisol was like, oh, I got a Google alert on Lisa. I was like, why do you have a Google alert for Lisa? <laughs> yeah. But said Google alert noted that Lenny was suing or filing a lawsuit or whatever against Lisa for spending $10,000 a month on Instacart. Yeah. Which is a hefty bill. And Larissa points out that there's no way he could just make up that number. It has to be real if he's taking it to court. Um, he must have evidence of it. Yeah, he has the receipts. He yeah, has the he, he, Instacart he bill. gets the Instacart bill. <laughs> and, and I think even Larissa says that some of the groceries that she gets off of Instacart are also for Jody as well. Like they go to Jody's house too. Like, I don't know. It's a lot. That's a lot of money. I can't fathom racking on up gro- yeah. $10,000 a month. On anything, real. I mean, I'm planning a wedding, well, so I've done that. But like outside of that, I can't imagine. Well, because Instacart's not ju- like it's like all grocery stores, right? Like you well, can Larsa select even from. Said that like you could do Sephora shopping on Instacart. Like you could do any type of shopping. So yeah, I mean, it seems like any retail, like a lot of retailers, she could she could get off of there. So, so yes. Yeah, so she racks up all this money in Instacart and it, it's crazy. And, and you know what they even flash back to and have a conversation about Lisa just not being knowledgeable about finances in general and yeah. worried about her in that way too. And I think all of these are very valid concerns as they're having this lunch, like everything they're saying, I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's like a good, you guys are being good friends by like noting this and like thinking about how you could bring this to her because these are things that I think she needs to be knowledgeable of Aware or cognizant of. Yeah. of. yeah. And then something else that got brought up that I, I honestly, I guess when the episode happened, I wasn't thinking of it in that way, but they did bring up, what was it? The fuck cancer party and how that night, you know, Lisa said how Lenny's mom and Lenny were at the house yelling at her, yelling in front of the kids and that the police had yeah. to be called and that she still came to the party. Yeah. And all of that happened in front of her kids and that it's weird that she would leave her kids after something like that happened. Yeah, if it was so traumatizing for them, Which, then like, why? Yeah. yeah, and that's how she retold it. Like, the kids were so... And I, it, it didn't, like, click to me. I was like, yeah, that is kind of strange that she did that. I don't know if I would confront her about that specifically, but it was a little strange. 
And so the women say, you know what? We're going to bring this all to to Lisa. We're going to have this conversation with her. (laughs) And (sighs) for whatever reason, they chose Julia to be the one to kickstart this conversation, which, you know, I've been kind of liking Julia a little bit more this season. She's passive. She's a safer gateway. But, you know, I think... English not being her first language, like she was, she, she fumbled a lot. (laughs) Yeah. And then she fumbled a lot. And then she finally just blurted out the stuff about the kids and stuff. And I was like, "Mm, that wasn't the entry point. (laughs) (laughs) We should not have started here. Yeah. She's not best at like communicating. Yes. You know, she like tries to dance around things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I I agree. Maybe she wasn't the best. I understood it from the, from the sense of like, she's the softest and may, you know, be the most delicate. I think it needed to come from not. Marisol. I think it should have came from yeah. her. Like she's a lot more direct. She was the one with the Google alert that started this whole fucking conversation. <laughs> and I think she would have probably... Marisol or even Larsa. However, Larsa, like she was talking a lot at the lunch, but when this got brought up in front of Lisa, Larsa said nothing. So I think Marisol or Larsa would have been the best person. One of I think Marisol, not Larsa. Larsa is not also not great with communication. Yeah. So Marisol. And so I they they voted the wrong person to deliver said message. And it only got worse. And Lisa in this moment feels like, you know. I need my friends to be supportive of me. And now they're all turning against me and gossiping about me. And I don't because of you, because you're so annoying during your damn divorce that like, yeah, now you've turned everybody against you. Yeah. I think, I think it's twofold. Like I understand where she's coming from and like why she feels she needs like unconditional support in this moment, but she is like beating a dead horse. Like I also would feel my eyes bleeding every time she brings up Lenny. It's, it's a lot. And it's not in a way that's like progressive or moving forward or optimistic. It's like, it seems like she's regressing in this whole thing. And then also just like her driving Lenny's car still, that is also weird considering he thinks you're, bugging his car like why wouldn't you just and i I love the um shout out to like getting a toyota corolla or something you know (laughs) a little bit more middle class like (laughs) come on guys reasonable for her (laughs) and then also when we get back from palm beach we learn that so he was he's now filing for full custody of the kids because he says lisa abuses drugs or talks about drugs or something like that and goes out too much, which I also did find it funny when Lisa's like, I just like to stay in and da 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 And I'm like, girl, I see you out oh, on page does. six all the time. What yeah. are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, where are your cans? Yeah. <laughs> see, this is what I hate is it's like now we're all turning on Lisa because she's now showing that she's not that great either, which we kind of knew. Yeah. But like now we're really seeing these other sides of her that are like, I'm not team Lenny, but at the same time, like it's hard to really be on Lisa's side of this. Yeah. So that's the funny part of it was like when last season, you know, the hot mic moment, all that stuff. I I have never really liked Lisa. And I did like my whole recap of Real Housewives of Miami. She's always kind of been annoying and entitled and spoiled and selfish and all those things. But Lenny was just so bad that you couldn't help but root for her throughout all of this. And now because time has gone on, 
we're starting to remember why we weren't big Lisa fans to begin with. Yeah. <laughs> and her true colors are starting to show again. And so it is kind of crazy. But going back, while they were on this trip in Palm Beach, Nicole, you know, I think this was when they were doing the fragrance thing. Nicole's like, look, like you never really ha- got to experience a good Mother's Day because all this happened during Mother's Day. So I want to throw you a Mother's Day brunch. Yeah, Mother of the Year. <laughs> and so Nicole's reason for her to throw a nice little fancy soiree, you know, gets all the women together for this brunch. It looks, it looks like a like I want to go to this brunch. They get denim jackets with their names on them. Like, I know. I was like, I want one. <laughs> it looked like a really fun brunch. I, it did. Like Nicole really outdid herself. She's like, I'm sorry. She, I love her. I, Actually, I'm not sorry. Too sorry, bad. I'm sorry. Too bad it turns into total chaos. Total chaos. And so she invites all the women. And Adriana asks if she could bring Anna. So for those of you who have just been watching Real Housewives of Miami from this new rebooted last couple of seasons, Anna is a throwback housewife. She was on season two Mm -hmm. and season three of Real Housewives of Miami. And actually during her time on the show, she was fairly close with Marisol and Alexia. Like they were all pretty good friends and like kind of clicky. And they ganged up on this girl, Karen, who was also on the show during that time. So they were all her name wrong. Yeah. Yeah. They were all really close. However, now it seems like they're not friends and they showed like a flashback to last season's reunion when Andy asked like, Oh, has anyone talked to Anna? And Nicole's like, Oh yeah, she's DM'd me a few times. She's really nice. Blah, blah, blah. And he asked Marisol and Alexia and they kind of like shrugged it off. Like, yeah, we don't talk to her kind of. Right. Yeah. Or well, I think, no, I think they were a little more like they don't like her. I don't, to be honest, I don't even really remember her much of from the original. I remember watching the first three seasons. I don't remember like her or Karen. Like, I just feel like they were oh very gosh. forgettable. So Karen, so I don't like... Oh, Karen was the one with the hot husband, right? No, Wasn't no, there no. something with the husband? Karen was the one that was dating the novella star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, like... And and Anna's whole thing was, like, he flirts with me. He's cheating. Like, he's cheating on you. Like, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And so uh, that was their thing. I never really cared for Anna. I thought she was kind of boring. Uh, yeah, she, I didn't... She was forgettable. Yeah, she was is a lawyer, was a lawyer. And her husband... Also, like they had a law firm together and then they got divorced. And so like that was kind of like their thing, their, her storyline. I thought I, she kind of gave me mean girl vibes. Like I didn't really care for her. And now it seems that Marisol and Alexia don't really care for her. <laughs> and <sighs> earlier in the episode, Adriana is in the car with Julia and she is telling Julia how Alexia and Todd are getting kicked out of their house, how they're broke, how they're going to file for bankruptcy, all these things. And Julia's like, girl, like me and Alexia are cool. Like, I don't know why you're trying to bring this to my front door right now. Like, I don't need to hear it. And by the way, like, who's even telling you these things? And she's like, oh, my friend, Anna, she, she knows all of this. And Julia's like, how the fuck does she know about their finances? Yeah. (laughs) And she like, you could tell like Julia's a little bit suspicious of this and like, is kind of curious, but doesn't really push more like again, because she's like, me and Alexia are fine. Like, I'm not trying to get in the dirt with you about, about this. And then we do hear from Alexia and her perspective or what she says is the truth about them moving out is that Todd doesn't like to own property, which I thought was like 
the whole point of the American dream is to own property and to become equitable and whatever. But he's into commercial well, real estate. So I guess yeah, that's there's his like thing. this new yeah, there's like this new mindset shift that it's better to rent than to own. Um, because owning can be more of the liability. I don't know. It's yeah, your girl's I, trying to own over here. So when she was saying that, I was <laughs> like, I'm confused. <laughs> but Todd doesn't like to to own. So they rent their their condo or whatever in Miami. And the owner of the condo is selling it. So they need to get out. And so that's Alexia's perspective and reasoning as to why they're moving. It's because the owner is selling the condo and they have a couple of weeks to leave. So I, I, I believe that. Like, why would... That sounds yeah. like a pretty elaborate lie. So I believe it. Yeah. Yeah. So when Alexia and Marisol arrive to this brunch, we see Alexia immediately like, oh, they're like, oh my God, this is so cute. This is so cute. Like, oh, we have place cards, blah, blah, blah. And Alexia immediately sees Anna's place card. And she's like, who's Anna? Who's Anna? And then I can't pronounce her last name, but Nicole clarifies it's Anna from seasons. Nicole can't pronounce it either. <laughs> seasons. Nobody can. Seasons two and three of Miami. To which Alexia and Marisol get into a tailspin, a tizzy about this. They are activated in the words of Lindsay like Hubbard. Zero to a hundred. Like this, they are believe that this is like an immediate setup and Nicole is trying to take them down, which means... Anna has to have something on them. Yes. If they're this worried about it being a takedown, then there is some information that Anna is privy to yes. about them. And, you know, it's interesting that the information that we've heard so far is about Alexia and her finances rather than about Marisol because they keep, because Alexia keeps trying to be like, oh, I'm just protecting you, Marisol. You know, she's, you know, it's you and her that have an issue. Yeah, it seems to have to do with Marisol, which is, again, they're tiptoeing around it and they, they've flashed back to a podcast to where Anna was on with her daughter and they're like, we call her the rotting corpse or something like that. Like, yeah. we wish her dead, like weird, like mean kind of stuff. But it was also just like, yeah, like, what am I missing? Because for them to get this heated, there must be something more than her just talking shit on a podcast. Like it, it yeah. can't be that it has to be deeper than this. And so they're getting angry. They're upset. Nicole insists, like she insists, like I only said she could come because Adriana wanted to invite her. Adriana wanted to invite her. What? I believe Nicole because she, I do too. She wasn't here. Like she doesn't know their backstory, their history, their anything. I I doubt she watched Real Housewives of Miami before she got on the show. Yeah. Like I. But believe even if Nicole. she did, even if she, it's been years. Yeah. That, like Nicole's like they're like you don't know what she's done to us, and then like how and should she? Nicole's just like how would I know? <laughs> like what do you mean? How would I know what she's done to you? I knew you guys maybe weren't close, but I didn't realize like. <laughs> You th think this she like was gonna be a big issue? Yeah, yeah. It was weird. And what she said, you look like a, a rotting corpse. Okay, like she said something mean. Okay, like that doesn't really take. That doesn't, you know. Yeah. Like then just don't talk to her at the dinner. Like sit on the other side of the table. Yeah. Like it's weird. But they're like, this is a takedown, and we're not participating in this. And they think too because like in one of the episodes, you know, Marisol and Nicole had a moment where they, you know, came together and were like, let's move on, let's move forward. And so Marisol's mind, she's like, she didn't really move forward. She's just trying to like come at me and stuff. And I'm like, girl, like, 
I like I didn't even it didn't even register to me that you and Anna weren't friends. And I watched the show like I and I read the blogs yeah. and I do all this stuff. So like what, I, it was bizarre. And so and also they should be more mad at Adriana, that, who's the one that's actually and Adriana knows what's up. That part. She knows. Yes. Yeah. Yes. This is to me. This is all Adriana's doing. And I and Julia, it clicks for her, too. She's like. Now I know why Adriana wanted me to know what Anna said about Alexia and that this is starting to feel a little fishy. Like, I think Adriana is behind all of this. To which I say, Mm -hmm. ding, 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 ding. Yes. Ding, ding, ding. Yes. This is it. So Alexia and Marisol, they're like, fuck this. Let me get my denim jacket that's cute as hell. And we're out of here. Yeah, they're like, I'm still going to get my jacket, but I'm leaving. (laughs) And so the episode ends with them at the elevator. And and we get the mid-season trailer. Within the mid-season trailer, we do see that they do come back because Anna has a moment with Marisol. So they get reeled off the deep end. But yeah, I. that's another thing about Marisol, though, is she runs away from every conflict. Every yeah. conflict. She can't. But she loves to be messy and cause conflict. Yes. But when the conflict turns around to her, she wants no part of it. No part of it. So I need her to stop running away from things. Like she needs to, if yeah. she, and, you know, granted, she is a part, like a friend of, so she doesn't have to be, but like it, you can't start shit, throw shit out there and, and not finish it. Engage. Well, it looks like she has, I thought her and, Alexia were leaving, but it looks like she's actually going to face off with Anna in the next episode. Yeah, it does. It does. And what did you think of the women basically saying that Marisol also like gets like private investigators involved in things and stuff like that? Well, I mean, listen, if she's keeping tabs on Lisa with Google alerts, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, like Nicole was saying that Anthony felt like someone was following him one time and that people have told them that it's Marisol, like hiring PIs and stuff. It's, uh, it's crazy. Something about it's off. And I think she likes it like, like Jersey, you know, the vaults, everyone thought Margaret had a vault. I think Marisol has a vault. I think Marisol digs up information on people. And I think Marisol likes to weaponize that when it's her time. But I also think she does all of that to make sure she has secrets on other people. Yeah. That way they can't reveal her secrets. Yeah. And that's why she's so scared of Anna. Cause there's something that Anna knows yeah. that Anna can reveal that would be detrimental to Marisol in order for her to have that big of a reaction to seeing her at a lunch. It was crazy. It was crazy. Crazy in the best way possible. You guys, this was so much fun. It was a great way to kick off Morally Corrupt in 2024. We are coming back at you on Friday. Rachel, Jody, Callie. Jody and Rachel will be recapping the much-anticipated Real Housewives of Salt Lake City finale, which I am looking forward to watching. So, and listening to the recap. So you guys stay tuned here on the Ring of Reality feed. We got you covered with everything going on in Bravo. And we we got you covered this week, next week, the week after, all 2024, guys. So, so yeah, Zach, this was fun. This was fun and <laughs> excited because I feel like next week we're going to have the Southern Charm finale. Yes. We're going to have Anna's return. Yes. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. So stay tuned, guys, and we will catch you next week.
This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.